okay, wait. I need to. I have to, shit. I have a timeline question here. Like, how long? Okay, how long has the breakup? So that means. Okay, wait. What? <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> okay. Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Rourke. Rourke, good morning. Good morning. Um, happy to be here. I feel like, should we should we put a bow on the disco ball before anything else? We should, but first, I have to say, we got to talk about Sunset Lake. Oh, that's right. Of course. So, I've been, as you know from my Instagram stories probably, I've been trying to go live more often. Yeah. It's like one of the things when I very first started my account, I used to go live all the time. Mind you, this is when I was like living at home and had very little else to do. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it makes perfect sense because I feel like the 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 modern Finding Mr. Height started largely, I think, pandemic time. Yes. It was like full, very locked down in San Diego with my mom and my brother, like nothing else to do but like go on the internet and talk to strangers. Um, mm. but that's when like I was growing and you know, all this stuff. And so I've been trying to do that more and be like, I know that that is a good growth strategy for me and like I can reach more people, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going live more and I've been doing my like nighttime skincare routine before I go to bed and the live viewers have been noticing how much Sunset Lake products I keep directly next to my sink. That's so funny. Like I'm like doing the CBD. I'm like putting on my hemp cream. I'm like using the lotion. They're like, you have really drunk the Kool-Aid on this brand. A thousand percent. I actually, I, um, on a Zoom at work, my friend's dog was barking a lot. And so I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, zero percent alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink that is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the recess ginger lime mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. So- yeah. Who do you think I'm gifting one of my pet CBDs to? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And it's like, it's it was funny because I wasn't, obviously like, I, I wasn't trying to do a Sunset Lake ad on the live, right? But I'm like, just doing my routine and everyone's like, oh, that's a lot of Sunset Lake products. I'm like, it is a lot of Sunset Lake products. Now you know I actually use it. Yeah. Very true. Very true. So yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm like a little hawkster. It's all, it's all the time. It's awesome. And so if you haven't tried Sunset Lake CBD, all of their products are third-party tested for quality assurance. They ship directly from their farm in Vermont to your door. You can check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com. Use our coupon code FMH20, 20% off of all products. And I also will shout out their Instagram. First of all, it's like a fun follow because they post a lot of like 
the making of and growing of CBD. That's cool. I'm going to follow them. Yeah, they're very fun. But also, they have very cool sales where you can get an even deeper discount. And I just highly recommend following them. Like the other day, it was National CBD Day, and they were selling their tinctures for a dollar each. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. It's like, that's over now. But like, generally speaking, highly recommend following them on Instagram. Um, Sunset right. Lake CBD, we love them. And I think something we probably have not said in a while is that this is not a one-time code. No. You can repurchase. And I do. With FMH20. So do that. Yes. We are we are personal – we are personal uh, – we can personally attest to the fact that they are not one-time use codes. Yeah, exactly. Rourke's mom can personally attest. Yes. So yeah. But, it's like those ads where it's like – the political ads where it's like, and now they're mom. <laughs> fully – so yeah, go to sunsetlakecbd.com, use our code FMH20, and please let us know what you think because we love it and we hope you do too. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we should put a bow in the scene. disco ball. End yeah. scene. Let's, let's um, just nail it. So because I actually did find out recently that we have pod listeners who don't have social media, which like makes sense because there are people that out there who out. don't. That checks out. We have a large enough – Audio, that, that makes sense to me. Yeah. It's just interesting because I'm like, how would I find out about a podcast if I didn't have social media? And then I remember that like podcast apps – You like, have friends. Yeah. I have friends, whatever. <laughs> so I supposedly I have friends. Um, so so yes, I went into a lot of detail about this on the Patreon. I will do a higher level overview here. Um, but the Disco Ball and I are no more. And we are now over – or not over. We are almost one week out from my final text to him that he did not reply to. Mm-hmm. So backing up a bit, after – so on the on last week's pod, I recapped our date to Governor's Island, which was super fun. Like we had such a good time. Highly recommend Governor's Island. Again, oh, plug it. They're not sponsored the pod. Um, but after that date, we started getting – we got into a conversation about how we're each feeling about where we're at. Yeah. And kind of started talking about how the – that our relationship has kind of plateaued, had kind of plateaued. Like we were not growing anymore from the moment that he moved here and honestly felt like we were like kind of taking a step backwards in the sense that when he was gone – it was like we were like actively staying in touch because we had to. Mm-hmm. But then he was here and it felt more like we were seeing each other and talking every so often. And that isn't what – in order for us to grow into a relationship or even like figure out if we make sense to be in a relationship, we would need to be growing. 100%. Yeah. Yep. So we both we talked about that we both agreed that that was the case like he was like yeah like you're right this the thing that we're doing now is not going to lead to a relationship or either of us like knowing if we want that um but so where we left that conversation was that he was unsure if he was able to offer that growth which obviously was disappointing yeah and you know not what i wanted him to be available for yeah, totally. Um, but, you know, we kind of left it off and he said, can I – he's like, I really want to give this some thought and like, you know, make sure, I guess. I don't know. Because I think, understandably so, that he – I think he perceived correctly that if that were the case, that I would not want to continue in the manner in which we had been continuing. 
And he like understood that, obviously. Yeah, that pace was objectively not working for you. No. And so I think because he knew that, he was like, this is this is a make or break decision on my part, basically. Like I, you know, can I have some more time to think about it? And he said, you know, and follow up very soon were his his words. So I said, yeah, you know, I think I one of the things that I think is really hard in those types of conversations is allowing some processing time for the other person. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes when you're having one of those conversations, one person is going and having thought about it like a fuck ton. Yeah. And, you know, fully thought out, I know exactly how I'm feeling about this, you know, and the other person might not have. And, you know, they haven't heard your perspective, et cetera. So I was happy to give him a little bit of time. I went to, I went to the wedding that weekend. Good, busy, distracted. I just – so I was like, all right, great. This is perfect. I'm going to be out of town all weekend, totally distracted. I had a volleyball tournament that Sunday. You know, we'll probably chat early next week. Mm-hmm. We did not chat early next <laughs> week. We did not chat mid next week. So on Thursday of the following week, I texted him basically saying, you know what? I have my answer. Take care. A literal week. That is – A full-ass week. It had, it had been. Unacceptable. Right? That is not very soon. And I think that, you know, let's say that he was going to handle this maturely like he should have and like he said he would, frankly. He probably could have asked for more time from you, right? This is a funny analogy, but you know the spinning wheel that happens on a computer when it's like thinking or whatever? Yep. The rainbow thing. The spinning wheel of death or whatever. Ugh, the wheel of death. Yes, exactly that. So clearly somebody figured out in computer design that – Users want to know that the computer is working on it. Like, I've got this. Like, trust me, something is happening back here. And your your results are coming, right? I don't believe in the computer most often. And so I think that if he had done something similar, and I try to do this sometimes too, like at work, I'll often send an email being like, yep, on it, thinking of working on it, whatever. I think people like to know that somebody else is processing. And so I think if he had said to you on, let's say, Saturday, I need a little more time. I'm processing. I have a feeling you could have extended that very soon that he promised with no problem. And that is how I perceived his like follow-up, you know, the the Kent, I, I, I want to come back to this. Like I want to think about this. Like that was his little processing wheel, right? Of saying like, I want to process this, et cetera. So yeah, that's what that would that would have been the kind and mature thing to do. He didn't do that. It also would have been the kind and mature thing to do to reply to my text, uh, which he also didn't do. hundred percent. So, and now we're at basically a week from that. I'm shocked. Yeah. I honestly am not that shocked he didn't reply. I'm annoyed and frustrated. Yeah. Not that shocked. I I think, and again, I am annoyed and frustrated and this is not, I am not excusing this behavior because I think it's fucked to not reply to a text like that. Um, I, I think that, I think that his... That an overarching theme in our in our relationship is his communication, right? Like he – it doesn't come naturally to him. He – and he knows that and he struggles with it. And I think that this is an extension of that. Yeah. And I just – I had a feeling down in my gut that he wasn't going to reply. And again, I, it doesn't make it okay. It's not okay. But I wasn't that surprised. And honestly, that actually makes total sense because then it really is all of a theme in that what he said to you was, you know, he felt like he was 
disappointing you often or kept disappointing you. And that implies that he had had times in the past where he had felt that way and not voiced it. And he was sitting on that. And as we know, when things like that fester, it's not good. And then also you couldn't come into the dynamic and be helpful and help him solve it. And so I think his inability to have those types of hard conversations reveals why he was kind of unable to have this one where he kind of like soft-shoed out of it. And yes, I, I yeah, to your point, it's all of a it's all of a piece, and I just I wish it was different. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what that's exactly what I meant. Is like it is of a theme. It is of a it is of a communication struggles theme, and that is not a theme that I need in my life. No, it certainly is not. So it's unfortunate because I really liked him, and you know we had that that piece, which is a major important piece, and obviously is what makes us incompatible. But like beyond that, we had so many other points of compatibility on, you know, intellectual, physical levels, like all sorts of stuff. And so it's a bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer. And, you know, I'm sorry. It just sucks. I appreciate that. Didn't work out the way we'd hoped. No, not the outcome we wanted. Um, But, you know, because I had that feeling when I was – leaving him uh, after our date and after that conversation, I basically had been processing that this is over since that moment. You had kind of made peace with it when you left? Yeah, exactly. So that has kind of been my processing time. Um, and so we're we're ready to be back in action. Yeah. I was seeing that your um, – I saw your some Bumble openers posted on your Instagram. That's a, I like the new one. That's fun. Yeah, I've been doing Mary Fuck Kill Your Bumble Interest Edition. So I pull interests like from their profile and I make sure to say Your Bumble Interest Edition in case they don't remember what their interests are. Yes, I feel like men select their Bumble profile in a fugue state. <laughs> I also don't know though. If somebody said Mary Fuck Kill, like I can't tell you what my first three interests are right now. I think it's. I, I don't have interests. Should I put interests? I think you should. Okay. Yeah, Bumble favors um, fully filled out profiles, like okay, people who've used all the features. Got it. Um, I think it's volleyball, cooking, and exploring new cities. But I only know that because somebody asked me it back. I don't think I would have remembered off the top of my head. So if somebody had said Mary Fuck Kill, volleyball, cooking, exploring new cities, especially exploring new cities, I would have been like, that's weird. Where did he get these things from? Yeah. So I, I call it out. Anyway, I've been doing that, and I had a first date last night who uh, was a nice man, but not my man. Okay. And not even not even nickname worthy. Moving on. No. I was going to like – I was going to wait to give him a nickname until I've met him. That's what I've been doing more recently is I haven't like – when I'm doing my date prep videos or whatever, I haven't been using a nickname for the last few people. Um, but he doesn't – there's no need yeah. to have a nickname here. Well then, onward and upward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am having my catch-up call with the ranger tonight. Ooh, exciting. Oh, I I told you that at the wedding I went to, I saw a guy who, if you had not told me that the ranger was in Croatia, I would have been like, Rourke, I think the ranger is at this wedding. Uh, wild, which means a hottie was at the wedding. <laughs> he was very hot. He was also with someone, though. Oh, so, like, that, that, that would have been information I wanted. Yes, it would have been information. But then I was like, no, this dude. And then I also was like looking at the picture that you'd sent me of the ranger and being like, okay, it's not him, but it's really fucking close. I was That's unable so to get a sneaky pic for you though. Yeah. 
Um, and then I had a first date actually that is a great segue to our weird or nah because it oh. is a place I go all the time on first dates. So I didn't know you were going on a first date. Tell I me know, more. I didn't tell you. Probably five minutes into this date, I had like a fight or flight response. I was like, I need to get off this fucking date. Oh no, why? It was so instantly obvious that it was not going to be a good time. Eek. Yeah. And it's a great, it was a great example of the non-correlation between texting and in-person ability to communicate. Oh, that, this is why you got to, and I know you did this, but this is why you got to get on a date soon because you could build up this great thing and then. And he wanted to continue texting. I am very much the one who was like, and now we're going to get on a date, right? And he was like, oh yeah, sure. And I'm glad I fucking did. Yeah. And maybe he's had this experience before. Yeah. And like wants you to get more invested in him before you go out so that you like him. Could totally see that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so this guy and I went to this little wine bar that is near my place that I've gone to with many a man. Never because I suggest it, funnily enough. It's just such like- That's what I was about to ask. Are you suggesting this place? Nope. It's just a very like- Oh, that's funny. Cute, easy wine bar that like- is first date central, I'm sure, for many a person. Yeah. And so I end up going there a ton. Um, But a little different than our weird or not, but we can segue to it. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge. Bring a date. Have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. Yes. So... This week's Weird or Not is they take every first date to the same location. Yeah, I don't think this is weird. Okay. Depending on where you live, your options might not be the universe, you know? Like not every city is New York and LA where Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the world is your oyster. I think that like you find a good environment where you can listen – where you can hear the other person, where you know it's going to be a decent experience. You're not running the risk of it being – like walking in and being like, oh shit, I made a horrible choice here. <laughs> you know, um, the one thing where this isn't, this doesn't make it weird at all. The one thing that I would 
question about it is if it shows kind of like an utter lack of compromise on lo- like destination in a city. Oh, like we must, we must go here. Exactly. And so like if like, you know, just LA geography, if I was to meet somebody that I really wanted to date who lived in Burbank, we would have to pick a place in between us. He could not have yeah. a hard line, you're coming to Burbank. You have to come to this place in Burbank because I take all my first dates there and you must come here. Exactly. Then it gets weird because it's yeah. like how root like how rote is your life where yeah. <laughs> we have to match that. Anyway, right. so in concept, I don't think this is weird at all. Um, however, when I voted, it was like pretty fucking close. And so I'm gonna say 55 weird, 45 not weird. So you're not supposed to have an have insight from when you voted. Well, I vote so early. I feel like it has to shift. Did it not change? It didn't change. There we go. It's well, it's 56-44. Okay. No, you don't get to be excited about that. You <laughs> you you you're found like, you out the answer. That stolen valid. No, <laughs> stolen. Um yeah, my big question if I were answering this, how did I obtain this information? Sure. If you've tr- if you've learned it, then something is up. But I-, I was keeping it just sort of as a concept. Is it weird? Or yeah. Not as a. And learning. so a lot of people said, like, why do I know this? Like, did he tell me that he takes all his first dates there? Did the like bartender tip me off? Like, what happened? Yeah. And so I also agree with you. I don't think it's weird in concept. I think it's weird if someone tells you that it's that that's true, yes. unless it's like much later down the line. Like that'd be kind of funny if you were on your like sixth or seventh date with someone or like in a relationship with them and they were like and then you found out because it was kind of funny that they took all their first dates there and they were like oh my god yeah the bartenders know me like that would be kind of funny yeah on that first date to learn that information that would be really weird I there was a guy that I went on a that I went on two dates with the first date was at a like bar near me that I like that I also like a lot it's another common first date spot and then second date, whatever. He also, like, I was like, fuck you. He told, like, he very much told, he was like, yeah, like, I just don't date that often, da da da, da. And I'm like, I don't know that I believe you. Um, I was like, yeah. okay. like weird, weird thing to say. Yeah, it is weird. Not a week later, ran into him at that bar on a first date. Come on, buddy. Exactly. And I was like. Like, oh, you don't totally date fine, but like, yeah, weird, weird to like make that a thing that you don't date very often. I would imagine in an effort to make the person you're on a date with feel special. Yes. And then have that not be true. Exactly. Very sus. Like, totally fine to date all the time, but like, of course, of course. Don't lie to me about it. Yeah. Like, that's, th- yeah, that's the thing. Like, this has come up on Love Island a lot this season where it's like, your action would have been fine if you hadn't like said that weird thing. Yeah. Um, where sometimes people talk about like if their partner gets voted off, they would leave with them. And oh. like and even if they weren't voted off, like if one yeah. person in a couple gets axed, whatever. Right. And this girl said this to this guy and then this other guy came in and she was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm going to like flirt with that guy. And it's like, well, wait a second. You were just about to leave with this guy and then now you're like – now – You've moved on? Yeah. Like what's happening? Yeah. So it's – and on Love Island, like unless you're in a couple, go off, go flirt, but whatever. Anyway, anyway, listener questions. So listener questions. yeah. So yeah. So anyway, so most people – most people thought it was weird, but like I think 
I don't. I agree with you. And I think for all those reasons, like if you find a great place, nothing sucks more than outside of dating even, than picking a location for something, arriving, and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like that, not nothing sucks. There's a lot of things that suck more than that. But that sucks. That sucks to have planned something for a group, even if that group is just you and another person, and you arrive, and it is not what you imagined. And now you're like, well, shit, I this reflects on me. Exactly. Yes. I And that's the thing, though. Like That's kind of like a people pleaser feeling that I have sometimes yeah. that is I, not fair that we – that. I try to work on where it's like I'm not personally responsible for the quality of this restaurant. <laughs> yeah, but then also like it does it does impact if you're supposed totally. to first date. Like if it's a place that you know maybe it's crazy busy and you can't get a seat now you have to go somewhere else. Like it's just things you like to know about the place you're going to go. Thousand percent. So, but most people did think it was weird. Most people thought it was impersonal. Okay. Which like wh- what personal what? things do you know about this person? Literally what I was about to say. But it's a first like, date. It's one thing if you take every fourth date to the same place. I will say I I don't – I never think of this as a requirement, but I really notice when um, guys ask me if I have any restrictions. Oh, yeah. I do like that too. Yeah. I think that's really thoughtful. The guy I went out with last night asked if I'm a beer, wine, or spirits person. Beautiful. Yeah. And I, I am all of the above, so I'm I'm open, but I appreciate that he asked that because, you know, not everybody drinks one of those three things. Yes. Because I've had guys be like, let's go to a brewery. And I'm like, they need to have a wine or seltzer option, just FYI. But yeah. And it's down. probably not a great option. Yeah. So although like there are some cool craft ciders. But anyway. <laughs> I think I have a live update, Allie. Oh, that's I- exciting. Okay. So the man that I – just told you that I had a very bad date with has messaged me. Yes. Um, okay. Let me run second. Okay. This is okay. I exactly. had a great time. This is so funny. Does he listen to the podcast? I had a great time last night, but didn't feel the connection that I was looking for. Wishing you the best. A no ghosting script. Yeah. Good job, sir. Well, okay, wait. Here's the thing. I didn't text him. I have not asked him out. I have not said, let's do this again. This is completely out of the blue, which is to me not – maybe I've misunderstood, but to me, the way at least I've always behaved in regards to the negotiating script is that the idea is somebody has reached out to express interest and you don't want to leave them sitting on red on that interest. And so the idea is kind of, you know, let them know where you're at to be kind. And I I, I have not said anything to that. I would, I would have vastly preferred a mutual opt-out rather than just being like out of hand. Like, thanks so much for the rejection. No worries. I felt it too. I get, I get that. And I think you're right that the majority of the time, that's what's happening with the no ghosting script. Mm -hmm. However, devil's advocate moment. Sure. Go for it. I think that it is a little bit different. So in a heteronormative situation, I think it is a little bit different when it's the guy based based on like societal expectations, when it's the guy that isn't feeling it. After the date because of this. So you are a woman, which we love, who if you have a good date, if you have a good time on a date and you want to see him again, you will text him and tell him that. Totally. Many, many, many women, I would actually venture to say most, 
just based on our experience with the listenership and, you know, like things, don't do that. Mm -hmm. And their expectation is that the guy will follow up and society's expectation really just based on, you know, like generally speaking, guys being the ones to initiate these things is that the guy will follow up. True. So many questions that we get in grab bags, we didn't happen to get one this week, but in grab bags or like when I do my ask me anything, et cetera, is like, I had a great date, but I didn't hear from him. What the heck? And right. we all we always answer, he also hasn't heard from you. Correct. Because our our position is that if you had a great time, no matter your gender or their gender, you say so. But most women that I have experienced are not operating in that way. Or maybe not most, but many. And so I actually appreciate that move on his part because there, there, are, there is another scenario where he doesn't say anything and you wanted him to reach out and you assume he's not interested because he hasn't reached out, but you feel slighted or, you know, ghosted isn't the right word to use here, but a lot of people yeah. use that word. I guess then though, in this scenario specifically, the outcome does not change. Because let's say I did have a great time and I hope he's text like I want I I want him to text me and he doesn't, we don't end up on a second date. Right. The outcome of you dating doesn't change, but your emotional outcome might. Like him being a person who left you hanging changes. Right, but he's not leaving me hanging because I haven't said anything. I know that from you from your from your perspective, because you are somebody who would say something and, mm-hmm. and you should be and you should. But like there are from from his perspective, there are that is not always the the case. So I think like it makes sense to say that because the vast majority of people, I don't know if vast majority is the right word, but like that's not an average take, I don't think, for a woman to say like if I had a good time, I would have said something. Like yeah. 100% of the time, if I had a good time, I would have said something. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably don't – hundred like, just statistically, I probably don't 100% of the time. But, like, I guess for me, what bothers me about it a little bit is it feels like one person is beating the other person to the punch of – because then I was in the position of being like, no, same here. Yeah, but like, I, I also that's... don't like you, just so you know. Well, like, and you know, well, so I wouldn't it, say that specifically. Of but. course, no, no, no. <laughs> I said same here. Good luck out there. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't sit with me. <laughs> I see what I see what you're saying, but but I think like you're you're coming from a position where you know yourself. True, and so you know that you felt that way. He doesn't know how you're feeling. Totally. So I think it's safer for him to do that than to not in terms yeah. of like his perception out there in the world. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to give – I'm I'm not giving shit for being a direct communicator. Certainly not. It's more like the timing where – great response. If I had texted him like a funny meme based on something we talked about or yeah. – And then, you know, he's like, ha ha – by the way, let's not go out again. Let's you know, not speak. Yes. <laughs> let's please never do this again. Don't stop. Lose my number. Um, but 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm conflicted. <laughs> Maybe this is like it's not a weird or not because it's not weird. It's too we complicated. Both, we both agree also. it's not weird. But I want. I think this could be a poll. Mm-hmm. Basically, the poll will say because you're right, it is more complicated. It has to be more explained. I'm going to start the poll... like a vote farming campaign. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm not going to say they won't have heard this yet because Correct. this isn't going to air until Monday, so they yeah. won't know how how this went down. How we come the, out. Yeah, but what if I say like we'll workshop it to say like this is here's, situ- here's the situation <laughs> or like we're having a debate like we want mommy have a and debate. mommy are fighting. <laughs> Um, fun real time, fun real time update. Love that. Yeah. Moving on. Um, we're doing a grab bag episode today. Yeah, I'm excited. These some of these are fun. Yeah. Um, is there anyone that you want to start with in particular? Um, I mean, I'll ask you this one. Okay. How do you deal with it when a guy that you've dated just kind of like pops up into your brain. You don't actively miss them, but something in your life like cues you to think of them. This happens to me all the time. All the time. That's why I want to talk about it. I have a very relational brain. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. I Are you okay? What happened? (laughs) I just spilled coffee down myself. Oh, no. Um, I'm actually terrified of doing that because I'm wearing white and I need to get on the plane. Um, I very much associate certain people with certain things forever. Mm-hmm. Like if we have an inside joke, for example, I mean his his nickname was the Disco Ball, but like I will never again see a di- – not again, but like I will probably never see a Disco Ball without having that thought. Yeah. And I, I said this on the Patreon. Thank God. It's going to be downtrending. Oh, yeah. Disco we Balls are on the way disco out. Ball. We have. It's fucking over. They're on the way yeah. out. They're on the way out. Yeah. Um. So you'll be safe soon, I think. Yes. But like there there are things that remind me of the rower of like little inside jokes that we had that I see and they remind me of him and he pops into my mind. I th- This is actually a technique that I learned from trying to become a person who meditates, I, I, which I am not. But, uh, but I learned this. At t- least you tried. I did try. At least you tried. I did I try. Even. <laughs> I did try. Um, notice the thought and then it's easier to move on from it. So like when yeah. you when you're meditating, a lot of people think that meditating is like clearing your mind of all thoughts. And it's not actually. It's I'm going to speak like I'm a meditation expert, which I'm absolutely not. But one of the things that they talk about in like beginner meditation is that you are going to have thoughts and the the strategy is just to say like, "Oh, okay, that's a thought. I'm thinking about my cat." Mhm. All right. And then, you know, so just notice it and it's okay. Like it's not – you haven't failed because this guy popped into your head. Yeah, totally. Can I tell you a quick crazy story that just happened to a friend of mine? Yes, please do. She and a guy had texted back in June and they like couldn't get it together for a date but she had enjoyed their conversation and so she was kind of – something made her think about him to re-reach out. That's mm-hmm. why this triggered in my brain, by mm-hmm. the way, right now. Um, she reached back out and said, like, hey, I know it's been a minute. We didn't, like, make it happen, but would you want to go on a date? His mom replies <gasps> and says, I'm so sorry he died. <gasps> it's, like, it's like the story from it Sex It literally the is. It literally is. Oh, my God. Did she? Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. What happened? Do we know? 
Yes. Complications from MS. Oh, my God. Which is wild for a 30-something man. Yeah. But um, anyway, very sweet text from the mom being like, I just wanted to reply because, like, I don't – I didn't want you to think he'd be somebody who, like, wouldn't reply to you. Gosh, how difficult must that be for his mom that she has, like, possession of his phone and is very kindly replying – Charging it and keeping up. Yes, and keeping up with people because, oh, my God. Yeah. And, of course, my friend, like, handled it very gracefully and was like – like, you know, she did her best. But, like, holy shit. (sighs) Anyway, on that note, (laughs) do you have a question for me? (sighs) That's actually occurred to me before that people might have contacted my dad after he died and didn't know. Yeah. Because, like, you don't send other – I mean, people – people. there are people who didn't even know that he had cancer. Oh, wow. Like, he was very, very private about it. So unless you, like yeah. – I mean, he didn't really use social media and he certainly didn't talk about that on social media. So unless you, like, knew him or one of us personally, you you would have had no idea. Yeah. My mom actually went to a celebration of life for someone she used to work with a couple weeks ago. And at that, there were a lot of people that she used to work with, obviously, because that's what the thing was for. And this was 15 years ago. And so many of them were like, oh, where's Armando? Like, is he golfing this weekend? And she was like, maybe somewhere. Yeah. She actually did say that, I believe. That sounds like something your mom would say. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's – oof, man. Yeah. Wild. Um, Anyway. Okay. okay. I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) Okay. He still lives with his ex. She's moving out, says he wants to see me seriously. Um, I've actually been in this situation before when I lived in New York, and oh. I really, really, really do not recommend. <laughs> I, I, I have never been in this situation, but I, I feel like I would. this would be horrible. It ended very poorly because they would – I don't think they would, like, sleep together anymore, but, like – like, I, like I, I hope not. Of course. I just mean they wouldn't fall back into the phys- – they, they – yeah. According to everything I heard, they were not falling back into the physical portion of their relationship, yeah. but they would rehash, they would fight, they would mm-hmm. – it was just a freaking mess. And like this – like put a longer time horizon on this. If this guy's your guy, he'll be ready when the he can fucking move out. You know, don't, I, don't do this now. Yeah, especially like in this scenario, she said like she's moving out. Okay, great. Like I think let's circle back when, when you do not live with your ex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that it just sounds that sounds like a mess. Yeah, I'm really not down for uh that dynamic. How to handle a situation where your significant other drops a bomb on you, i.e. they have a drug problem. Massive bomb. Yeah. Um I feel like there's there's so much context required for how to handle yeah. a situation based on the bomb. Um but like I think maybe overarching advice is kind of what we talked about earlier with the like little thinking circle. It is okay yeah. if you need time to process. Yes. I would want to like talk to somebody about this. This, yeah. this. Yeah. That particular one. I mean, yeah, again, it depends on what the bomb is, right? Like, but like there are definitely some bombs like a drug problem where I think, uh, you know, wow, like I might need some more outside advice on, you know, this yeah. situation. I would say generally too though – Release your – any feelings of obligation that you have to be, like, a savior. Yes. And so, like, you are not a bad person if you are not equipped to handle the bomb that they dropped. Uh, totally agree. Totally agree. Wee, that's tough, though. Yeah. I like this. We're trying to be quick. I like it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and these are quick, quick, quick takes, everybody. We're not trying to deep dive. Yes, no, exactly. How to not get bored of dating? Which is like a slightly oh, different, slightly different question than the burnout questions we've talked burnout, about before. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe don't take your first date to the same place. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I think a way not to get bored is trying not to – and this uh, it, this kind of – it's a similar answer, honestly, for burnout a little bit, where try not to gamify it. Try yeah. not to just view each person as a little trading card on your phone. And, you know, take each – don't over – don't invest too much in each person, but take each match a little seriously and think about them – and who they are. Think about like why you're excited to meet them. Um, think about a way to, I will say a, something, a friend, something a friend of mine is really good at is turning every date in some way into a positive experience in that like she loves to travel, for example, and she'll be like, where have you been? What, what restaurants are good there? <laughs> where should I like, go? She'll, she'll just fucking turn it into like a sourcing information hang. Yeah. And, um, I actually and did that last night. Amazing. I learned about and video so she'll, Oh, really? Yeah, he was a video editor, so I, le- I learned some stuff about video editing. Amazing. You're like, what can I take away from this? Yeah. And, um, and you know, she'll text me after a date and be like, oh, like, you know, not my guy, but I got um, – I, like, learned about XYZ. And, you know, th- she has such a good attitude about it. Um, and, yeah, if you can, if you want to control the destination of the date, pick interesting destinations, you know, go to and – I don't think I don't think a comedy show is like a good first date, but I think no. it's a great like third date. Yes. Um, you know, do find some like activities or something to do together. I just discovered this like really cool restaurant in LA that I absolutely want to keep in my back pocket for a date mm. where um it is like one it's like a couple seatings a night and it's like just a massive open grill and they just like do veggies and meats and they literally serve everything to you family style on a picnic table on a baking tray. Oh, that's fun. And it's like so casual and like everything, like you just like are there with random people. It like sounds so fucking cool. Like I would love to do this. And so anyway, like think of like have little things like that kind of in your pocket I think can make dating fun. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why when people ask like what are good questions to ask on a first date, I I don't answer the I don't answer that question. Because I think that is a quick way to make dating boring is to talk about the same things on every date. Yeah, good point. How long do you think the honeymoon phase lasts in dating? Oh, God. I have no idea. I I mean, I think it depends on every relationship. Yeah. Because, I mean, some are going to have more intense honeymoon phases than others. I I don't know. Do you have have an answer for this? So I can tell you how my therapist defines it, Ooh, okay. um, which isn't doesn't give you a rule for it should last six months or whatever. Yeah. But, but she believes that honeymoon phases exist until some sort of pressure is put on the relationship. That makes sense. Whether that be a job stress, um, family, something going on. Like whether – like when you introduce stress or pre- – I don't mean pressure of like I'm pressuring you to be in a relationship with me. Or like, no, I'm something that's like not that. ideal. Yeah, it's like pushing on – like if your relationship is a bubble, it's like pushing on the seams of the bubble. Yeah. And so I remember talking to her about how I didn't feel like the classmate and I like really had a honeymoon period. And she was like, of course not. You were like instantly dealing with like custody and an ex-wife. Yeah, and that like, makes sense. You, 
Yeah. And she was like, you guys had to deal with real life like really fucking fast. <laughs> like there was no bubble period really. Yeah. And she's like, and maybe like you for quite some time, like everything's just fucking running smoothly in both of your lives. And it lasts for X long. Um, but until you kind of have to like go through something together and like navigate something as a couple, it, that is kind of her definition for the honeymoon phase. That makes sense. Do you want to pretend yeah. I asked that one to you and asked me a different one? Sure. Because <laughs> I basically just threw it back on you. No, no. Totally fine. How strict are you about no contact after a breakup and does it depend on the relationship? Pretty strict. I'm pretty strict. It does depend on the relationship because I think there are there are times like if we've talked about, you know, when it, when, when it might make sense to continue to be friends with an ex. But I think immediately after a breakup, even if you do want to be friends with that person – for me, no contact is pretty important. Yeah. I just – I think it's really difficult to move forward from someone when you're still in contact with them. Absolutely. And honestly, this ties into that like popping up yep. thing that we first talked about, which is that you will continue that cycle if you have the – like if the stimulus is thing that reminds you of that person and the – like solve for that emotion is reaching out. Oof, you're bad. in a bad, very bad, bad circle. Very bad. Yeah. Um, how to determine what kind of relationship someone's looking for without asking outright? Oh, interesting. I mean, honestly, I've I've gotten kind of like lucky recently where I feel like a lot of guys have like outright told me, <laughs> um, like Mr. Nobody. Yeah. First of all, there's nothing wrong with outright asking. That I think trick question, ask outright. Yeah. <laughs> like just so you know, like you can ask certainly. Um and honestly, I think unless they are compl- trying to obfuscate this about the situation, there will be context clues. For example, the guy that looked stricken when I mentioned Love Island. And I said, (laughs) you triggered, bro? Like, what's up? And then it came out that he was recently out of a relationship and not ready for one. And so I think pay attention to their emotions around certain, you know, how how do they sound when you talk about certain things um, and you use that as a springboard to ask the question that you want to ask so it doesn't come in at a left field, I suppose. Yeah, I would definitely use it as a springboard though and not especially if you are looking for a relationship for a partner I think it is a really bad idea to only use context clues and not ask somebody outright what kind of relationship they're looking for that is a fast track to getting hurt yeah and if somebody balks at you asking outright you know what are you looking for out of dating right now they probably aren't aligned with what you're looking for that's a good point. If you are looking for a relationship, because yes. if somebody is, then that like they're that's what they're looking for. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Hundred percent. Oh, this is a good question. Do you ever double message on dating apps when a guy doesn't reply to try to revive the conversation? Almost never. And I don't and not because I don't think you should. Not because I think it's like bad or embarrassing or anything like that. I just honestly don't really ever think to. Mm-hmm. Because it's very rare that there's – it's very rare that I even remember that I like sent a message to somebody and they didn't reply because I'm not putting that much weight or significance on the people that I'm initially matching with on a dating app. 
Yeah. And we joke about like falling in love with a profile. Yes. You know? So I get it where uh, that guy that I really wanted to continue talking to disappeared hilariously Uh. after I told him movie preferences, which is very funny when you – You recently told me that you got unmatched for not having seen Step Brothers. Correct. And I got ghosted (laughs) for expressing my taste in movies as well. So who the fuck knows? Apparently that's an incendiary topic that I didn't know we couldn't talk about. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently not having seen Step Brothers was a deal breaker for this man. Though I didn't – he did send me a message and I like saw that he had sent me a message. It popped up but I was in a meeting so I didn't read it right away. And then when I went back in, he had unmatched me. So I will never know how upset he was about the Step Brothers situation. (laughs) Yeah, I actually – it's a guy unmatched me recently, which I I very much expected him to um, because we, like, said – this was not – I gave him – I was like, this is friendly advice. Like, I hope you take it this way. Um, We matched. We're chatting, whatever. And he goes, are you Jewish? And I said, my dad is, so I'm half the wrong way. Yeah. And he goes, uh-oh. Okay, well, I'm pretty religious. I keep kosher. I respect respect the Sabbath, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, then yeah, we're not a match. Not a match. No, like, no problem. We're not a match if you want your partner to be that with you. Yes. And he he was like, yeah, agreed. And, I, and so I said, it was like, friendly advice, put that on your profile. Yeah, highly recommend that. Because you were, you know, we both wasted our time on this intro conversation until you got to the key question that was really key for you. Yeah. On, and, and how many people is he asking and and not getting the answer that he wants? He's spending a lot of time doing that. Exactly. So I, I who knows? Who knows? But I, I thought that was good advice. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. It's good advice. Sorry for going back to back. I have an, I have a I have one for you. Okay. Good first date, bad first kiss. Consensual, etc. But yeah. it took me back to the eighth grade. What to do? Oh I've been there. Indeed. As we know, I've been there. Um, I would give it another shot. Totally. I think there's there are so many factors that go into a first date, first kiss, including the fact that you're probably in public and having that like potentially awkward situation where you're kind of saying goodbye, maybe you're going to kiss, the, like – there have been times on first dates where I've had a very natural first kiss. Like typically not when we're saying goodbye is when it's felt most natural. Like if we're like sitting at the bar and we like have a little jokey moment and lean in and then – I actually prefer that by the way. I prefer a first kiss that is not at the end of a date. Yeah. It, it's tricky when it gets to the end of the date because you're – there's a lot tied up in that where you're like eh, – So much pressure. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. So much pressure. And then you're like, is he leaning? Am I leaning? Are we leaning? What's happening? Yeah. It's tough. Like, yeah, it's real tough. So – there are just so many factors that are going on in that situation that, like, I could see someone just, like, fucking panicking and doing something weird. <laughs> but, like, let, you know, let your chemistry evolve a little bit. Like, did you feel like you had good physical chemistry with this person leading up to that? I hope yes because you wanted to – it sounds like you wanted to kiss them. So, like, you know, if that was good, I, th- I think, like, let that let that simmer through another date. And see where that leads you. I like what do you think? No, I think that's a perfect. I one. guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a grab bag, so we're not supposed to go in depth. Yeah, but. I was going to say I will not respond in third. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're right. You're right. I just get excited. Keeping us on track. Qu- I get excited about the questions. Okay, first date, 
just got out of a nine-year long-term relationship, hasn't been invested for years. Should I be worried? How, okay, wait. I need to t- – I have t- shit. I have a timeline question here. Like how long – okay. How long has the breakup – so that means – okay, wait. What? <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> okay. It's, I'll just rephrase it with the timeline that I have assumed from this question. It okay. sounds like this person has gone out with some uh, – been on a first date with somebody who has just broken up with a nine-year relationship. Got it. However, for the – we don't know oh, how many they years. they weren't invested in the they, relation. Correct. Okay. That's where correct. I, that's what was throwing me. I was like, they haven't so, felt invested in dating in years since the no, breakup no, no. of nine so years. So the I was, breakup I was just thinking. happened, but they haven't been invested in that relationship for years leading up to the breakup. Understood. Okay. Yikes. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. This is mm, tough. Um. It's hard because, you know, people come out of marriages, people come out of long relationships and are ready to date at varying levels I, I, to a point where I almost think it's a red flag to be uninterested for years. That's actually the part that worries me the most. When she says – or we don't know the, this person's gender. When they say, should I be worried? Yeah. I'm actually more worried that this person dated someone they weren't invested in for years. Agreed. That yeah, that gives me a lot of pause. Where, to me, at least, especially if it was boyfriend and girlfriend, that's a that's an easy like marriage is the way we have structured marriage is to be hard to get out of. Usually, yeah. Like that's why it is a contractual relationship. Add kids, it's even harder. Whatever. Yeah, but yeah, the the question says LTR, so I'm assuming that it was it was uh, not it, a marriage. Same, and so. What? Why? Yeah, that that to me is the much bigger the much bigger piece, and I think yeah. that you know you're one date in. I, I don't think we need to make this. I don't think we need to make that happen here. I let this man figure his shit out. Yeah, agreed. Okay, I have one for you, and she has a a fun life event coming up. Mm-hmm. Tips for attending my first wedding as a single person without a date. Uh, again, I've been there. <laughs> oh, same. I. Yeah, regularly. Yeah. Um, so as as we all know, I recently went to a wedding where I was not only a single person without a date, but I also was a single person without a friend. Yeah. <laughs> like didn't know anybody at this wedding. Um, and I, I think I was the only – there was another person there that didn't have a date, but she is engaged. It's just that her fiancé is a medical resident and couldn't come. So like that's like a different feeling. Um. So I think I was the only person there without a date. So first thing is that pre-wedding, way pre-wedding, because you don't want to you don't want to encroach on your friend, whether you're friends with the bride or the groom, you don't want to encroach on their pre-wedding stress. Way pre-wedding, ask them, is there anybody at the wedding that you think that I would get along with? Not in a romantic way, although mm-hmm. if you're if your friend's cool, they'll tell you that too. Yeah. But like my friend was very proactive about this and saying like, I think you're really going to get along with my college friends. I think you're really going to get along with my old roommates. Like I'm going to introduce you to them, whatever. Ask that proactively to say like, you know, who's who's coming to the wedding? Like, do you, you know, do you think I would hit it off with anyone? Like, you know, where, where have you thought, like, what have you, where do you think I'm sitting? That kind of thing. Like, so you already have targets of people 
that I you put this potential friend in the crosshairs. Yes, a pe- people that you can like ingratiate yourself with. And if there is an opportunity to do a wedding event before the wedding itself, like the welcome drinks that my friend had, not every wedding has a full wedding event if you're not part of the bridal party. But some do. If there is an opportunity, do that because that's a more casual atmosphere where you can meet more people. Mm-hmm. And then second thing, so like that's how to like kind of like find yourself with a group. Don't feel obligated to be on the dance floor in moments when you feel uncomfortable. Mm, that's a good piece of advice. So like at some weddings, not all, but at some weddings, there are slow dance songs. Mm-hmm. And it can feel really uncomfortable to be this that person that's like still on the dance floor when everybody starts slow dancing and you're kind of looking around and you feel like it's a middle school dance and you're like, is there anybody else that's not? Maybe I'm going to do – like I take those opportunities to exit immediately if if I'm feeling that way. To like yeah. go, you know, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go to the bar. Yes. Great you time know, to refresh or, your beverage. Yes. And look like you're doing something intentional so you're not like, oh, I'm going to go sit at my table by myself now and be sad. Yeah. Like I'm going to go do something intentional. At this wedding that I was at, it was it was outdoors but in a tent and there was like a beautiful deck outside the tent that had a lovely view. And so that was a very easy like, I'm going to go look at the view for a little bit. It's so nice out here. Lovely. Yeah. Walk with intention. Yes. Exactly. Great. Um, okay, wait. I just need to – talk through this question and like I would like to deal with it because I do think now that I understand it it's a reasonable question because I did recently have a um I had a conversation about like dibs recently oh yeah um okay there's a question in here maybe this is a sign of my own reading comprehension that I've now effed up several of these (laughs) I literally thought we had somebody asking if it was okay to date their cousin (gasps) oh Look one above the one you just asked me. Or no, that I just asked you. Oh, yeah. This is a you problem. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Because anyway. I think I think what you did is you skipped to the second sentence. No. I thought it was a typo where it was like weird to date a kind of extended cousin. I was like, oh. But that's not what it says. <laughs> but ended ex-fling, kind of ended ex-fling is like not a fucking turn of phrase. No, it's with weird. Also, it's all weird. one word because she's clearly running out of character. She's trying to keep it in the box because I'm very clear that people can't go. But she, this person did do a part two, which. Oh. So now that you understand the question at hand. Yes. Yeah. Do you think it's weird to date a kind of ended ex-fling's cousin? I've now gone on three dates with a cousin and I like him. The kind of ended part is a problem. That, yeah. Also, in the part two, the cousin and the ex-fling are close. Ooh, I don't like this. <laughs> this is bad. However, I don't know. People do this. Like, I, like, I've heard, ve- I've heard stories of people like returning to Thanksgiving with a different brother or whatever. Yeah. Well, um, and sh- the, she also notes that both are aware of previous activities. Oh, okay. So the cousin knows. The cousin knows that she used to date. Oh, then this is very the in the clear. This is so in the clear. Go for it. Yeah. Have fun. I, I think that's totally fine because the 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 only part that does give me pause is the kind of ended. What does that mean? I, I'm i hoping it's a typo. It ha- Like that needs to be fully over for you to start dating, to move on with yes, this cousin. Yes. That's the, that's the thing. Like you can't – that would be really difficult for you to be not quite over with someone and start dating their cousin. Yeah. Yeah, 
That would be rude. Very. So I would not do that. I would definitely end things with the fling. Yeah, fully. Prior to moving forward. Yeah, fully prior to moving forward with the cousin. Kind of. It says one plus year, which makes me think she was trying to say it's been over for a year. So like I think – or maybe they were a fling for a year. That's what I – I'm reading reading it as they were a fling for a year. All right. Good to know. This is a disaster. Yeah. (laughs) It's on us, sort of, partially. (laughs) Partial. I think we're all in this together. partial ownership. I think the two of us and the question answer are all at fault here. Question answer are all at fault here. All right. Um, thoughts on being quote unquote too available over text example replies quickly holy fuck can we please like be happy I know um, Jesus okay so no I do not no I will not endorse this um, <laughs> you do not have thoughts no thoughts moving on yeah um, I think that no we can it, it's what we say about like sending a super you do you we cannot have expressing interest and engagement be a red flag nope I think the limit here is, are they pinging me eight times to try to get my attention during a work day? Calm down. I I I will get back to you. And what are those? You know, it's like, are you sending me something and then you saw something else that that made you think of me hours later? No problem. Lovely. Thank you. However, like, if it truly is like, I I remember actually a few months ago, or God, time is, who knows, but. Um, I recall you telling a story of a guy who would like ping you a bunch of times, text you, and then say like, sorry, I know you're busy. Sorry. Yes. I bet this is annoying. And it's like, dude. It wasn't annoying until you said that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so like, no. A quick text reply is a lovely text reply. And you don't also know what their situation is. Like I have a friend who, because she works from a Mac, is an instant replier and often a long replier because she's typing she's like typing. a keyboard. Whereas for me, I have to look to a fully different electron- piece of electronic device yeah, same. and really take my attention away from the task that I'm doing to respond. Same. And so, yeah, exactly. And so, um, like, I actually have a friend our, um, who, like, will during the workday, like, text via WhatsApp because, like, she can use the online platform. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, but no. No. Enjoy this. Be glad that you res- be glad that they respond. You should respond. There's if you are available and you are seeing the text and want to respond, respond. There's respond. no sense in pretending to be anything no, that you're not. No, there's no. Do not wait to reply to a text. Yeah, yeah. Do not wait to reply to a text. Like the only the only time that I would see something and not reply immediately is if I like don't have time to type out the thing that I want to type out. Exactly. But I know that I will shortly. You know, yeah. if I know it's going to be like forever, I might say like, like I've said to you before, like I'm busy but I'll get back to you like I'll come I'm coming back to this or something um if it's gonna be forever yeah. but yeah like I, I think that that situation is exactly the one that I was thinking about with that guy who the first two texts he sends not weird at all mm-hmm. where he sent me one thing and then a different thing it was exactly like it was similar to what you said where it was like he sent me something and then I don't know 20 30 minutes later sent me something unrelated that would have been fine I didn't respond to either of them because I was in a meeting at the time mm-hmm but then the third one was sorry. I, I'm sure you're busy. And now I feel obligated to reply to that to make him to not feel bad. Their anxiety, exactly. So exactly. So yeah, I think don't like try not to do that. But like just just replying quickly. No, no. That's don't don't make that weird. Please don't make that weird because yeah. it's a slippery slope. Because Very. we get. So many questions about 
people who don't respond in a timely enough manner. Mm -hmm. And so now these people texting you are like, I can't fucking win. Exactly. No, I can't reply immediately because you'll think I'm too available. But if I wait too long, you're going to text your group chat that I'm leaving you hanging. Exactly. We need to give W's where we can. Yes, please. Um, All right. Well, I I feel like we answered a lot. Yeah. We got a lot in this round. We did. We got a lot. Everybody did a great job, everybody. Yeah. Um, And it had been a while since we did a grab bag. So exciting. Yeah. All righty. Well, have a great day. Good to see you. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.